The world is a big and magical place, and Jason and Colin are your guides. So grab a bucket of pixie dust, because this is Disney World with sass and no strollers. And here are your two fairy godfathers. Hey everybody and welcome to episode 5 of Two Fairy Godfathers. I'm fairy 1, I guess. Jason Matheson. By default. I'm fairy number 2 then. We'll switch Colin then. Matheson. The next episode will switch. You'll be fairy number 1. What's up everybody? Thanks for listening on Podcast One or Apple Podcast or wherever you're finding this. The sewer, wherever. Uh, we are very excited. Again, this uh, this whole series is all about doing Disney World as an adult. Breaking that stereotype, that stigma that Disney World is just for folks with kids. It's not. No. No. We have some of our best trips at Disney World, and we want to share everything that we've learned with you. And today's episode, um, each one, you know, in this first season of shows, as we've said uh, in past episodes, are going to be very basic, very broad. If you're a Disney World expert, um, you may not get a lot out of these first couple episodes because we're speaking to all of you, all of you fairy friends that maybe haven't been to Disney World for years, maybe have just gone once. That You are who we're kind of directing these very broad first maybe seven or eight episodes. And on that, let's get to the topic of today's episodes. Hollywood Studios Thrill Rides. It goes without saying, um, Hollywood Studios may not be a favorite of a lot of folks, but it's our favorite. You're missing out. You're doing something wrong then because it is our favorite. I think it is because we're looking at it through an adult point of view. It is the park with the most adult rides. I actually just read a really fascinating article um, about the fact that this writer's point of view was that was a deficiency and a negative, a net negative for Hollywood. That oh, there that was all adult rides? That there wasn't enough rides for the little ones. And I get his point. Like, it is Disney. I mean, that is why they added Toy Story Land, I think, is to try to draw in those families. Yeah. Because um, it was very adult focus but that's from for us Girl, that's what we love about it that's why we love okay so we're going to start with our number one ride not just at hollywood studios but i think if not number one it is definitely in our top five of the whole world and that is the twilight zone tower of terror kyle can you kind of explain what exactly if people have never been on it what exactly is the tower of terror yeah, so tower of terror is um a thrill ride with high speed drops um takes place in the dark and it's themed after the TV show, The Twilight Zone. And so it is a blast. You go into a 1940s Hollywood hotel. It's been abandoned for years. It's really creepy. And you go into the service elevator and you uh, shoot up or down really fast. It's so much fun. Yeah, if you don't like dropping rides, this bud may not be for you. This isn't a spinny ride. It's not a roller coaster. It is a drop ride. Um, as far as the theming, a lot of people talk about theming. I personally think, and Colin, I know that you, you say this every so often, it's one of the best themed rides at any of the Disney parks, in my opinion. Absolutely. I mean, th- I think the only other one that even is close to it would be um, Avatar and that whole world is done really well. Yeah, you walk into this lobby. I mean, the architecture is amazing. There's whole there's whole YouTube videos about the design of this. You really Hollywood. feel like it's 1940. Yeah, and then you go up into the into this library where you where you're shown a video with the great Rod Serling and it gets you in the mood and then you go in the boiler room where the queue twists and turns around the boils and then you get into your car. And a little tink tip that we're going to throw right in the middle of here. If 
this is your first time and you want the ultimate experience, make sure you sit in rows four or one, right, Kyle? One or two. One or two. <laughs> Girl, please. I knew I was going to be wrong. Remember, I plan. This is why. Yeah, see, you just witnessed the dynamic here. You want to request, and the cast members don't really care if you do. Just put a smile on your face. Rows one or two because? It puts you in the front with the best view. Yeah, it's amazing. No, no obstructions. No people, you know. With their phones up or whatever they do. so. And let's also, since we gave a mini tink tip here, let me give a mini earful here. Since this is one of our favorite rides, we'll go into more depth about this whole thing later. Our mini earful is, if you're going to the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror, this is a dark ride. Do not pull out your phone. You're not going to get a good picture anyway because it's in the dark. Don't be a moron. Don't pull out your iPad because that light illuminates the ride and it takes all of the other guests out of the experience. Don't do it. Yeah, there's nothing worse. Yeah, don't be an asshat, please. Now, as far as is a fast pass worth it? Should you use a fast pass? We try to answer that on every one of these rides. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Without a doubt. This ride, we were just there back um, in the holidays. This ride at busy times, and there really is no slow times anymore at Walt Disney World, the lines at the Hollywood Tower Terror can exceed two hours, two plus. Easily. I think one day we saw it three. I mean, it was approaching three hours. Yeah, I mean, you know, if some of those cars break down and they can only do one elevator shaft instead of two, then that cuts your weight, you know, doubles your wait time because it cuts the number of people that can go through in half. So Yeah, so it is apps. If you can get a fast pass for this, and if you don't know what a fast pass is, we cover that in the very first episode of our po- podcast, and we also cover how to take advantage of the fast pass system. But anyway, if you have a if a fast pass is available for Tower of Terror, girl, grab it. Grab onto it. And do not let go. Another little mini tank tip that we'll throw in here for the Hollywood uh, Tower of Terror, for the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror, is if you are uh, having a cocktail, as we do, because you know you know how the fairies do it, cocktail, ride. Cocktail, ride. <laughs> um, if you have your cocktail and you're not done as you approach the main entrance, don't worry. Yeah, you can take it in with you into the queue as long as you're in the outside queue. You just have to finish it before you go into the lobby of the hotel. So you have a couple more seconds to suck down that vodka soda. Don't waste that juice. No, don't waste the juice, Shelby. Drink that juice because you're going to need it if this is your first time on the on the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror. Now, one thing for me that made Tower of Terror more bearable the first time was knowing that you are um, strapped, you're seatbelted in, you know, lap belt, but you have a floor underneath of you. Yes. You're, you're sitting. Um, so that made it better for me. I don't like my feet dangling. I don't either. Um, when I do uh, like a tower ride like that. A swing ride. Or like, um, I don't, it's like Dr. Doom's something at Universal Studios in Orlando. That one, your feet dangle. I don't like having dangling feet when I shoot up and down. I wanna we want to be support, planted. Girl. Yeah. Let's move down the park uh, just a little way in the same area of Hollywood Studios. Our next thrill ride is... Rock and Roller Coaster starring Aerosmith. Little fun fact about this. Did you know that Aerosmith really wasn't the first choice for Rock and Roller Coaster? It was the Rolling Stones, but their price tag was too big. Then they went to U2 and Bono was like, no. And then they finally landed on Aerosmith. I can't imagine it with either one of those two. I know. Can you? I know. No. But they, that was not their first choice. But anyway, so it is, rolling, it is uh, the Rock and Roller Coaster starring Aerosmith. Kyle, what is it? It's another high-speed roller coaster inside in the dark. So uh, just be prepared. It launches you from a stop to like 45, 50 miles an hour. So 
instantly. Instant. You don't do that slow climb up a hill and go down. No, you're inside. Three, two, one, boom, you take off. Yeah, you do have a shoulder. Uh, you do have that shoulder harness over you. You have a, it, it, because you do go upside down. This does have, I think, two loops in it. Yep. Two loops. It is very intense. You have Aerosmith music blasting in your ears, which is fantastic as you go through this neon wonderland. But yes, again, keep in mind, as Colin said, you hear, you hear Steven Tyler go, three, two, what? And then you go, I want to know the exact speed. I, I should Google that, what it Google is. Google it. I want to say it's like 50-something. Yeah, it's zero to like 50, and your hair, girl. Which do doesn't you, sound that fast because, you know, you're in a car driving that fast. But when you're in the open air on a roller coaster shooting through the dark, it's pretty fast. Yeah, it is fantastic. So we always do when we talk rides, is it worth it trying to get a fast pass? And the answer is? Yes. Girl. Don't waste your time. No, because it, this is another. People will wait three hours for this. Yeah. In Hollywood, you're going to find out Hollywood doesn't have a lot of rides. So basically, almost every ride at Hollywood, you should try to get a fast pass for. But this one, fight for your right to party on this ride. Because wrong band, it, but that works. Oh, that is the wrong band. Oh, well, anyway. I, I, no, I don't, I'm not good at these <laughs> bands. I'm, I ain't good at White Snake. But, um, but seriously, get a, try to get a fast pass. If you can, do not lose it because it is very, very worth it. I've got another tip for rock and roller coasters. Do you? Now? I know. Okay. So if you didn't get a fast pass and the line, the standby line is ridiculous. One thing that rock and roller coaster does have is a single rider line. Mm. I praise Jesus. Yeah, I would absolutely take advantage of the single rider line if you don't have to sit together. I mean, it's ninety seconds. You're going fast in the dark. You can't talk anyway. Yeah, I mean, you, if this is your first time, you may want to be with your relative to experience it together. But if this is your second, your third, your fourth time, Colin's absolutely right. We do this on this ride, and then over at Animal Kingdom on Everest. Yes, it's like I, I'm with Colin every day of my life. I do not need to be sitting by him. <laughs> wow, thanks, babe. Well, you know. Again, so 90 they, seconds. Yeah, they do post that the standby or the single rider line can take as long as the standby, but I've never seen that be the case because um, obviously it depends on how many open spots there are. But if you ever have an odd party, they're filling you that seat with a single rider. So you just fly right on through. There are restrooms uh, right outside the exit, so if you if you need that. Okay, our next thrill ride as we cover thrill rides at Hollywood Studios, we're going to go literally to the other end of the park. So grab a cocktail as you walk. Go see Julie at the tune-in lounge. It's your halfway point. You need a break anyway. Yeah, girl, we we can't do... Oh, if we're going from rock and roller coaster to this next ride, we need to stop. It's long. We're talking Star Tours. Uh, this is the Star Wars ride. Currently, if you're listening to this in 2019 or the early part of 2019, it's the really the only Star Wars ride until uh, Galaxy's Edge, Edge opens. Uh, but right now, Star Tours. Star Tours uh, opened many years ago. This is kind of the second iteration. The original Star Tours was really one adventure, um, and now it's changed to multiple adventures. What do I mean by that, Kyle? What exi- now? This is Kyle. <laughs> you're hearing Kyle. You know, let me handle this one. Actually. I know because he doesn't want me to, you know, taint your perspective of what this ride is actually going to be. <laughs> yeah, this is my favorite. It's like um, it's like a simulator ride. You know, uh, it was actually based on a NASA like rocket simulator with the, with the astronauts use. Uh, you you board the this shuttle. I put that in air quotes. And C three PO is your guide. You get strapped in. There's about five or six rows, and you're basically in like a rocket simulator. You don't know that. I, I really would like to see the, what the whole simulator looks like, but they dropped them inside the building. But anyway, 
um, you're in kind of a simulator, and the screen opens, and there is C-3PO, like literally an animatronic of C-3PO, and you are sent off on a mission. Now, here's when you, uh, here's what I mean by there are multiple missions. There are about 60 or 70 different versions of these missions that you can go on. You can go to Tatooine. You can go to the planet of Hoth. And the simulator moves as the action moves on the screen, and you're wearing 3D glasses, so you feel like you are flying in this shuttle. Yeah, that's and that's where my issue comes in. The movement plus the 3D glasses equals, plus a couple cocktails, equals a uh, headache for Colin afterwards. Yeah, it's... I love it. It doesn't make me sick. But seriously, if you're listening to this and you get motion sickness easy. And I don't get motion sickness easy, but this one does it to me for whatever reason. Because it rocks perfectly to the movement that you're seeing on the screen in front of you. Like if you are – if you're flying through an asteroid field, you feel like you are – the the simulator is moving to the movement that's on the screen. And oddly, I don't think the motion bothers me. I think it's the 3D. Oh, really? Because if I close my eyes, I'm fine. Yeah. Uh, and again, there are different uh, adventures. Co- here's a little fun fact about the two of us. We are cursed on this ride. So if there's a Disney cast member listening to this, tell us what we're doing wrong. We have ridden this ride hundreds of times. The majority of the time that we go on this ride, we get the same damn sequence. Naboo. Underwater. With that little fish lizard thing that chomps on the... I hate that sequence, and every time it... Because you get... There's actually two sequences per... Two per two ride. Two per ride. We get Naboo every single time, and I hate it. I'm sorry. It's all right. Is it worth it for a fast pass, Kyle? Um, depends on the day, I would say, on this see, one. See, no. Listen to him. Here's see. the thing. Um, as we said, prior to Toy Story Land, there weren't a lot of rides at... Hollywood Studios, so I would say absolutely it was worth a fast pass. Now with the addition of Toy Story Land, there's some more rides. Maybe you don't need it because a lot of times this ride only has a 40-minute wait. Yeah, that, Colin is right about that. I would always use it because I love this ride, but you're, Kyle, you're actually If I'm right. going to wait in line for a ride, this might be one that I would do it for because it tends to be shorter compared to a rock and roller coaster or Tower of Terror. Absolutely. Again, little tink tip inside this. Um, if you want the ultimate experience, in my opinion, it is best to sit in the back rows. I call it maximum shake. I don't know why. It's probably the design of the simulator you're sitting in. Yeah. Um, you get the max. A girl, we shake, rattle, and roll when we sit in the back row. And when you row. do a turn back there, you are in your neighbor's lap because it's really severe in the back row. Colin just mentioned it. Our next ride, we're going to head to the brand new Toy Story Land, which we're going to do a whole episode on Toy Story Land. But let's just stop and acknowledge this is fantastically themed. Toy Story Land is, I don't mean to sound cornball, it really is magical. You do feel like you're in Andy's backyard. You do. It's it's really well done. They did such a good job. Bravo, Mickey. Bravo, Minnie. Anyway, this is an, a holdover ride. This this ride is Toy Story Mania. Now, Toy Story Mania has been at Hollywood Studios for years, but now the entrance is perfectly located inside Toy Story Land. And it's if you've been to the one at Disneyland, it's exactly the same. Colin, what is it? Uh, Toy Story. Um, and I'm it, letting him do this. I'm not letting you, but you're you're describing this one for a reason. We could tell the reason a little bit later. <laughs> well, okay, we'll get into that. Mm-hmm. Toy Story Midway Mania is um, you sit in like a cart and you go through different Midway games, and you're wearing 3D glasses. You have a little blaster, and you're trying to hit targets and get the most points. You're competing against the person sitting next to you. Yeah, and the target is activated by a laser. 
uh, that's on the little gun thing that you're shooting. And there's about, what is it, four or five games you go through? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the re- now, see, Colin feels about Star Wars the way that I feel about this ride. Because someone's a sore loser. That's why. Oh. Okay. I can't lose at Star Wars. You can lose at this. And it's not my fault that you're not good at it. <laughs> mm. Every time he beats me, like no matter what I do. and I You done- did beat me one time. Oh, great. Thanks for remembering that. Yes. I love that that, that oh, sticks yeah. in your memory. Oh, the one time, yeah. Because it is a game. So uh, here's a little tink tip uh, uh, early. If you are competitive like me, Google tips for Toy Story Mania. There are tips to excel at this game. So if you want to, if it's your first time with your relatives and you want to, you want to shock them, and relatives will be like, "How are you so good at this?" Google Toy Story Mania tips, and it'll give you some some actually really easy to do tips of what to aim for, what things are worth the most points, because certain things will unlock like hidden bonus points. Yeah. So this ride is really for everybody. Every every grandma, Aunt Becky. Everyone, yep. Everyone can do this. Everyone can do this. There's no motion sickness to worry about. You do kind of spin around a little bit, but not a lot. Yeah. Uh, fast pass, is it worth it? Again, kind of like Star Tours, I think it depends. Um, it does get longer lines, but maybe, you know, if I was given the choice of Star Tours, Rock and Roller Coaster, Tower of Terror, I would take those three personally over Midway Mania. But if you can't get one of those other ones, absolutely get a fast pass for this. Okay, let's stick in Toy Story Land for our final two. Uh, this one is one of the, the the new rides that opened with Toy Story Land, and that is the Slinky Dog Dash. Kyle, what is it? This is another roller coaster, I would say, geared to- more towards kids. So it's an outdoor, um, doesn't go overly fast, doesn't go upside down, really a playful ride. It is, and it's not aggressive. I went on it, actually, Kyle, as you know, with your mom, and she loved it because it's not herky-jerky. It's a very smooth track. It's a steel roller coaster. There are no loops. But I got to tell you, the second I actually loved it. I, did, I don't think I told you this. I actually loved it more the second time. I thought it was like way more of a better coaster the second time, and I don't know why. I was like, you know what? This is actually a little faster, a little more exciting than I remembered for uh, remember from our very first time. Plus, it's really cool at night. Uh, the theming of Toy Story Land in general, I believe it really comes alive at night. So if you can schedule your trip to uh, Hollywood Studios and make sure you're there at night, Toy Story Land is just gorgeous at night. It's cool. All the Christmas lights are up, um, strung around, and they're all lit up. And um, pay attention. You know, my, when we took my parents this last time, they didn't notice all these little details. Like, look down at the sidewalk while you're walking, and there's giant shoe prints that's supposed to be Andy's footprints, like he's walking through the backyard. So you're supposed to be the size of a toy. Again, Slinky Dog Dash is what we're talking about. Fast Pass, is it worth it? Yes. Girl, yeah. This is a this is going to be the hardest Fast Pass to get because it is a new ride. Um, so if you can get it, great. This is one you're going to want to book as soon as you possibly can. If you can't get it, this is where our tip from earlier episodes comes in. Get there for rope drop and just go directly to that ride. Again, if you want more information on what we mean by that and how to take advantage of the fast pass system or what fast passes in general, uh, go watch or go watch. Wrong wrong medium, Jace. Go listen to episode one of our podcast. Okay, our final thrill ride we're going to talk about at Disney's Hollywood Studios is another ride, uh, the second new ride at Toy Story Land, and that is the Alien Swirling Saucers. How what is this one? This is not my jam, as you can tell from the title. Swirling, it spins. It is a spinny ride um, where you think of like the traditional teacups at Magic Kingdom. 
very similar. Um, you are sitting in like a little car, three-person car, and you just spin in circles around, kind of like bumper cars almost. It's themed with the little aliens, the little three- or four-eyed aliens from Toy Story. It's a cute It's cute theme. Yep, very cute, but... Again, as you can tell by the tone of our voice, this one is for kids, too. It's kids, yep. Nothing special for adults. It's cute. Go on it once to say you've done it, but I don't think you need a fast pass for it. I was just going to say that answers that question. And it's it's okay, but not your number one priority. No. So there we go. Kyle gave you your priority. Kyle, let's repeat it again. If people have three fast passes for Hollywood Studios, what should they use? I would say Tower of Terror, Rock and Roller Coaster, Slinky Dog Dash, and possibly Star Tours. You said you had one more thing you wanted to say? Well, there are other... I just want to point out, there are other rides and attractions at Hollywood Studios. We're just not considering them thrill rides um, because they are either more shows or geared toward kids, that kind of thing. So, And they'll be... Yeah. So they're... they're, Thanks. I, I forgot about... Yeah. So... Look at your guidebook. These are just the ones that we love. And again, we'll go into more depth in, uh, on the other rides in a future episode. Friends, chipmunks, musketeers, lend me your ears. It's time for Jason and Colin to give an earful. It's time for earful. You love it. We love it. Everyone's favorite time. I know. You guys, I and that means a lot to us because we love this too. This is where we get to bitch and moan about things that drive us crazy at Walt Disney World, specifically about other guests at Walt Disney World. Yeah, and you know how they, I love that. So. Yeah, our byline on this is, these are things not to do unless you want everyone at Walt Disney World to hate you. And today's is one Just talking about it, his pulse is already racing. We're going to get so many comments about this because I think you're going to agree, you Disney experts. Fill in all available space. Kyle, what do do we mean by this? They say it at every ride, and don't ignore them. It's important. The cast members. Do not ignore the cast members on this one. So when you're... Oftentimes, after you've gone through the queue and you're waiting in your single-file line, you get into a holding area. And everyone is, you're no longer a line at this point. You are now a group. And you're going to go on the ride together. It doesn't really matter if you're the first person on or the 12th person on. You're all getting on the same ride. The same, you know, it's the same roller coaster. It's the same Tower of Terror elevator car. It doesn't matter what position you're in. Don't stand in a line. Fill all that available space. They always say, if you can see the carpet at your feet, there's room to fit more people. Squish in. Because when you don't, then the line out behind you stays longer. The more people they can get in, the faster that things move through. It's basically the same principle as zipper merging. If you're here in Minnesota, you know we have a problem with that. But yes, and it's don't feel like you're being rude. And some cat, some sassy cast members will actually get on the intercom and say, if people aren't moving, go around, go around them. And they, I am always amazed how people just, you know what it is? A lot of these earfuls you're going to find, Colin says this really well. It's just people not being aware, socially aware. Be aware aware. of your surroundings and people behind you and people in general. Yeah, because you're going to, like, we, every, look, here's, everybody has spent a lot of money and everybody wants to have a good time and everybody wants to get through the rides as quickly as possible because it's Orlando. It's 80, 90, 100 degrees with horrible humidity. People don't want to be outside if they don't have to. And by you, not following the the cast members' rules, you're forcing people to have longer waits. You just are. Mm-hmm. So fill in. Say it with us. Fill, fill in, in all, all ava- available. Oh, we can't even say no, it together. I didn't know when you were pausing. Fill in all available space, <laughs> please. Because girl, well, and the other thing too, you know, if you have a request, if you do want to sit in the front, the cast members are most likely going to let you do that, regardless of where you are in line. You just tell them, 
hey, I want to sit in the front of the roller coaster. And they'll say, okay, wait here until the next car comes. It's not like you have to get to the front of the line if you want that spot. No, and because Colin said it really well, you're no longer, at some point on most rides, I'm thinking of like Star Tours is a really good example. So is Tower of Terror. At some point, you, you are no longer a single file line. You are a glob. There, you are a glob. Glob together. Everybody will get in there faster if you follow that rule. Because I, I always try to put myself in the place of all of you listening. And if you've never been to Disney World before or you've been there once and maybe you haven't paid attention, you're probably thinking, why is this such a big deal? You will see when you get there. It just really is. It helps expedite the whole process. And for all the cast members listening... We're doing this for you because I know I can tell in the tone of your voice sometimes how frustrating you get having to repeat it over and over and over again. Bottom line, it just helps everybody have a magical vacation. Well, that's going to do it for Episode 5. Don't forget to subscribe to Two Fairy Godfathers wherever you're listening to this podcast, on Podcast One or on Apple Podcasts. And get a hold of us. Kyle, how can people get a hold of us? We're on social medias. All of them. All of them. Okay. Uh, no. So, yeah we're, yeah, we're two fairy godfathers. Spell it out. T-W-O fairy godfathers on Facebook and Instagram. You can find us on Twitter at the number two fairy godfather. Send us your questions. Let us know what you think of the podcast. Send us emails. We're here to help. We are here to make your next Disney trip magical as a grown-up. See you next week, everybody.